0: Welcome to Ascent, a podcast from Impact Youth Ministry in Tacoma, Washington. Each week, we discuss issues relevant to students as they strive to follow Jesus here and now, offering a biblical perspective based on our experience leading teens each week. Let's get started.
1: Well, hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, today, I have the privilege of uh, sitting down and talking with my friend Carl Newman, uh, in a, just a, a chance to get to know him better and hopefully let you in to see uh, Carl for who he is as well. Carl, how are you doing today? Doing great. It's really, good to see you, man. Really glad to be here. Absolutely, thank you. Yeah, you bet so um give us a tell us a little bit about Carl a little little background maybe some things you're uh, passionate in or about well i uh, I came to know the Lord
0: as a, at a pretty young age you know, I'll just jump into that because that's that's colored my whole life and we we went to a church where they did an altar call every Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I accepted Christ, I don't know, maybe 10 times. And, uh, you know, because, you know, the pastor, he makes it awesome because he, that's, it is awesome. Do you want to know the Lord? Do you want your, you know, and I'm going, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, at age four, five, six, I went up a bunch of times. And I do believe if I had had, had uh, died for some reason at that age, I would have gone to heaven. I was I had accepted Christ to the very best of my ability, and I meant it. And we had just a wonderful uh, home life. My mom would read the Bible to us every day before school. We'd get on the bus and head off to school after, after she'd read the word. So. I, I had a just an infusion of the Word of God daily for most of my growing up years, which was just really fantastic. And so we moved forward, and our family moved a lot like Jill's. One of the things we early things we had in common was that we both moved a lot. I think at one point I counted, I think maybe twenty times. And uh, so there were there were a couple of stints where we'd be in one place for five years or four years. But most of the time, we, do, we would move. And I don't think I had, um, you know, Jill had, had saw it always as a very exciting adventure. I, I'm, I'm, you know, more social maybe, and I was really sad to leave people behind. Mm-hmm. I and mean, We didn't have email, and we didn't have those kinds of things. I'm not good at writing letters. People would write me letters. I was excited because I want to know what's going on in their life, but I'm bored by my letter because <laughs> I already know this stuff, and I wouldn't send the letter back, so I you fairly soon lose contact, right? Mm-hmm. But we wound up in my dad's hometown for my high school years. And during that time period, my dad went through a faith crisis where he stopped going to church. And I continued on. And I, I found churches. I attended church. Uh, a girlfriend of mine who happened to live in Bothell invited me to a Christian youth camp up at Morham uh, Beach. It was called Sought Out from the—we the, are called Sought Out by the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And at that, on the way home from that, I, I'm not one that wants to make a big flashy show of things. And, and so they'd, they'd ask us if you'd accepted Christ. And, of course, I had. But I realized at that conference that there's a big difference between accepting and acknowledging that Jesus Christ was born, lived, and died on this on this planet, was resurrected by God, was the Son of God. I think it's James or Peter. I think it's Peter that says, uh, you believe that God is real, mm-hmm. so does Satan and his demons, and they shudder. They believe God is real more than we do in terms of the factual existence of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But that's not enough. The, uh, the idea that we've got to... Take that next step. And I think for for our youth listening and for anyone, really, have you made a commitment to be changed to be like Jesus? Because that's the process where you really start to become who he wants you to be. I got, you know, the WWJD bracelets, right? I have an invisible one. It's JWJ, Jerk Without Jesus. That's me. Ah. Seriously, I'm a goal-oriented person lead follower, get out of my way. I got things to get, get done. done. And I would be such a jerk without Jesus. And the reason I know this is that when I am not spending time in the Word, when I'm not praying like I need to, that guy comes out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, I don't like this guy either. Yeah, you don't like me? I don't like me either right now. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, God's transformative power started at age 17 when I made a commitment to be changed to be like Christ. Mm. I said, God changed me to be like Jesus. And he began to work. I remember praying uh, one day. I felt, I said, Lord, I'm a little bit selfish, could you please help me with that? Just for the the sake of of context, no one had ever talked to me about being selfish at any point. So I thought I'm a little selfish. Hmm. That week, my best friend, Ray, my girlfriend, my mom, my dad, every one of my brothers and sisters, and I have five of them. So all of them that were home, all three of them that were home, Mm -hmm. all would say right to my face, you're being really selfish right now (laughs) in those terms. And I would get so mad, but it was so direct and blatant. And I'd look up and I'd go, okay, okay. I'd say, I'm more selfish than I thought, God. Because what God, God gives us when we ask Him to help us with something is it doesn't take away the selfishness. He gives us the opportunity to be unselfish, meaning we have to make a choice. Because the big part of the Christian journey is God is shaping our character to be like Christ. That's the journey. A lot of people think, well, I got my asbestos underwear. I said the prayer. I got my, you know, as, as some would say, I got my get out of hell free card. But, you know, that's not what God's about. He's about changing us and shaping us to have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And that's just such a powerful deal. And so God has worked on my character over many, many years in ways that were often uncomfortable. Uh, because all growth happens at the edge of your comfort zone. If you're not willing to be uncomfortable,
1: you're never going to grow. So we're, we're in the middle of like all kinds of craziness and chaos in our world, right? Just opportunities left and right for God to not only use us, but teach us and shape us, right? Is there anything in particular that you have going on that maybe God is teaching you or using you to even teach other people right now? One of the big things for me is I'm, I'm very independent, person and by,
0: by my fallen nature or by my design, whatever that might happen to be, or a combination thereof. Uh, being independent is not a bad thing if you're in submission to God, right? You know, being willing to go out and do things and I, I want to get things done, that kind of thing, right? So, but for a long time, my relationship with God was one of, if you, if you think of an earthly father you know, and, and you go, dad, I'm going to go out and build a doghouse in the backyard. And he goes, great, I'll come help you. And I go, no, 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 no. I just need your tools. I just need the toolbox. And I got this. I just need your grace. I just need your favor. I just need your wisdom. And I got this. Let me go do stuff for you. And God wants a relationship, right? And so partly what he had to do to get through to me is put me in situations where I had to learn to trust him when I didn't understand. You know, for a type A personality like me, tell me why. You want me to not walk on that side of the rope? I'm going to walk on that side of the rope unless there's a good reason not to. I'm not going to just follow your dumb sign, right? So I'm like that. Well, it's okay to maybe to be like that in a a, uh, grocery store line or you're at the the airport. They got that thing where you got to walk back and forth like a cow. I'm not going to walk back and forth like a cow. I lift the things up when I go through because there's no one in front of me. I'm not going to do that back and forth thing. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it might be fine at the airport, but it's not fine in my relationship with God.
1: It's not fine at the airport either, but...
0: It is too. But the point being is that it's not okay for us to, for me to uh, say, well, what you're doing in my life doesn't make sense to me, so I'm going to be mad at you right? I had prostate cancer. And I just I can go back. I mean, there's history in my life. I I had at age 18, I contracted, uh, it's an autoimmune disease, ulcerative colitis. And I had it for 14 years. And it was awful. And look it up if you want. But I mean, it's debilitating. And sometimes you have to have surgery and have your colon removed. I mean, it's, it's gnarly stuff. And Another point of God's work in my life is I, I had a, a flare-up and I called home and said, Jill, can you and the kids pray for me? My son was three, my daughter was six, and they did. And two days later had, coincidentally, not uh, coincidentally, but it seemed it at the time, I had a colonoscopy schedule. The doc comes out and he goes, there's scar tissue, but there's no sign of active disease. That's 13 years ago? No, it's more than that. So I was three, So 24 years ago, I was healed. So I know God can heal. So then I get prostate cancer and he doesn't choose to heal me. What about that? I had a melanoma of my toe and had to have half my toe removed. I mean, it's the top half, so it's still with the skin graft. Kind of, it still looks like a real toe, (laughs) which is cool. But in those circumstances, I found myself angry with God. Why are you allowing this in my life? And I want to know why. And it was very, it was a very low time for me. And you guys knew me then, right? But what it came down to is, I what really scared me is I thought, you know, at some point in my life, something else is going to happen. You know, if I live long enough, my wife might die before me. Then what? You lose your faith? Then you could have kept my. You could have made my wife live forever. Why didn't you? You know, where at what point in our faith journey do we learn to say, "I choose to trust you, Jesus, no matter what"? And so he had to work hard on me to put me in a position where I learned that. And I still got a lot of learning to go. My dad told me when I was 18, he goes, son, you need to go out and get a job now. while you still know everything. (laughs) And and I look back and he was right. I never felt more on it. I got good grades, got into a good school. I felt like I had the world by the tail. The more I learn, the more I know I don't know. The more I grow in my faith, the more I know I need to grow. In fact, the more like Christ, I become the massive gap between him and me that I still got to grow. And I can
1: only do that with Jesus working through me and in me and trusting him. I think that's how we can spend forever getting to know him. Mm-hmm. Just that gap will continue to grow more and more, the more like him we become. Yeah. And it's just so cool to, to and to me,
0: it's a cool thing. It's awesome to see that because as an independent minded person, I'm not going to just follow people blindly. I'm not just going to, you got to earn it right? But who who has earned it more than Jesus Christ? He created the world. It's like, well, I, I met the governor. I, I met every governor of the state of Washington until the current one. Had a chance to do that, passed on it. Uh, read it, read that how you might want to. I was never, I'm never impressed because they're a person just like me. And so I'm I'm not, oh, well, wow, I met the governor. So if the governor's a, a man or woman like us, I can meet a celebrity. I could meet anybody. And it's like, I'm not going to get blown away by that. But I'm blown away by Jesus because Jesus is awesome. And it's only recently that I've learned, as I've begun to learn to trust, to put aside that independent spirit and say, I'm bowing my knee to you because you are
1: worthy. I can follow you anywhere. I don't even know where to go from that. (laughs) That's amazing. So with such a, a long Christian walk... Behind you. What do you think have been maybe your favorite parts of ministry or funnest parts of ministry or most enjoyable, fruitful, or rewarding?
0: I would have to say that it really does, uh, having been an elder in our previous church, having uh, served with a leadership team. Having done other types of ministry, Jill and I do the donut ministry, uh, donuts and coffee, send the people with gluten and dairy intolerance out to get the donuts, right? Mm -hmm. You know they'll all be there when they arrive at church, you know, no extra scooping, right?
1: Mm -hmm. I think it's the 10th commandment or (laughs) uh, 11th commandment.
0: Exactly. Well, I think donuts should be one of the four major food groups. I can't eat them, but they're my favorite, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, we got the donut ministry, we've got the welcome desk, and I enjoy those things because I love connecting people and I love love, uh, making people's day get off to a great start. I love making the extra pot of coffee for all the late people because when I'm not doing the donut ministry, I'm one of the late guys, right? Mm-hmm. They go, you're the only one that makes it for the late people. Well, yeah, make it for my people. You know, you got to do that, mm-hmm. right? So there's, that's a good thing. Uh, but I think the greatest has been youth. I've worked with three different youth ministries. And uh, I, just out of college, uh, I, I was involved in the youth ministry at our Church Calvary Fellowship in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jill and I worked uh, as youth leaders for the Axe Youth Co-op. Mm-hmm which was fantastic. Our kids were involved. And so it made it a, a, a good, easy reason to get in there and, 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 and serve in that way. It, it, that's just been great. It's just been awesome because you've got an opportunity as a middle school or high schooler to chart your path for the future. The word says Satan's a roaring lion to see that, that goes to and fro on the earth looking to, for people to devour. Well, our our youth are right in the crosshairs. Mm -hmm. If you can turn a kid away from God as a youth, it's very challenging to get that person back. The word does say, raise up your child in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. When he's old, what about in between? How many train wrecks in your life can you create when you're out allowing, allowing the world to influence your decisions, right? The word talks about what to do and not to do, not because God wants to have a bunch of rules, but because sin hurts us. And if we can help youth to see the bright path of goodness and wholeness and well-being that he has set before us in his word. If the youth listening to this right now can can really hear and understand that God is for you. And when God is for you, who can stand against you, right? And so youth ministry is so great because here we are in a position where we can come alongside you, our impact youth, and we can help you learn from our mistakes. They say experience is the best teacher. Guess what? Other people's experience is the best experience. I drop a piano on my toe, you can learn not to drop one on yours, right? I mean, I smack my head into a brick wall, you can maybe go, wow, I don't think that looks like much fun. Maybe I won't hit that same brick wall. And so we have this opportunity to mentor and to guide and to lead and to come alongside youth that are in a position to really make an impact in the world. I see our churches and our influence in society today is very, very, is waned. A lot of churches got into the social justice movement and not into the Jesus movement. And, uh, and we're not influential as a moral compass and as a light in the world like we need to be. Well, our youth have that opportunity. To take your passion and your energy and pour it into making the world better, into impacting the world for Jesus, into leading people away from
1: hell. And we can help with that. And that's why it's exciting. So my favorite is youth. That's my answer. All right. Final answer. I mean, that was just so, so rich with nuggets. I can't even imagine that you have any final words of wisdom that you would like to pass on. If I could only say one thing Mm. to our listeners, if if I had just one thing to say,
0: and I've had, I thank the Lord for the opportunity to say more than that today. We've had that opportunity. But if I could say just one thing to you, it would be this. It would be, take this seriously. Mm. You know, if you grew up in a Christian home and you're riding your parents' coattails, you need to know it. Have you truly committed your life to be conformed to the image of Christ. I believe it's Hebrews chapter 12 to Hebrews chapter 11. It's one of them. And it's be not conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be renewed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the only way you can renew your mind is through taking in the Word of God and to listening to input from Christian brothers and sisters, listening to sermons based on God's Word. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we all need it. And if you can engage in that process, God will work in your life in such a powerful way that you will make a difference on this planet. We all want to be on YouTube. We all want to be on Facebook. We all want our Instagram to get a lot of likes. How about getting a lot of likes in heaven because you've made an impact in the world for Jesus? That's what I'm all about, and I think you can be
1: too. Well, that was great. Thanks so much for coming in and uh, giving us some of your time, Carl. It's been great talking to you. Thank you. And thank you, uh,
0: Pastor Chris, for all you do for our youth. You are doing such a great job of leading our ministry. Your heart is for the Lord and the youth, and and it's making a difference. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into Ascent. For more information on Impact Youth Ministry, visit www.impactyouthministry.org. We'll see you next week.